this type of ideology is not easy. Because they struggle with a lifetime of conditioning from childhood. Especially when we are told we will never be anything. That we will not have anything or accomplish anything. That no one will love us. Now, some of us still live under the curse of somebody's words. And words are seed and they get planted in our hearts. Where they germinate. And they grow. Now, if we are unable to terminate and expel these seeds out of our hearts, we will bring about what they said about us. And although God confirms his promises repeatedly, the doubts of the flesh raise their head to challenge our declared faith time and so we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because there is a very big difference between being poor in our circumstances and being poor in our attitude. We must believe that it shall come to pass. Now, such belief has two parts to it. The first is belief in God. And the second is belief in ourselves. It is not helpful to believe in God while thinking we are nobody. That we are nothing. The Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He did not say, God can do all things in my life without me. I am 
I want you to realize that God cannot transform me without my consent. Because if he does so, then I am no longer me. So nothing is going to happen on its own. There must be a full conviction in our circumstances. If we are going to work at fulfilling the conditions that entitles me to the blessing. The unfortunate thing, there are too many people making excuses justifying their failures. You know, in the Bible days when God's prophets and leaders and the leaders of his people would inquire whether they should go to battle God would tell them, I have given it to you. And then he will tell them, take no hostages. Destroy everything. Do not save anything that would stay between me and you. And if they did what they were told, then whatever God promised will come to pass. So if we plant this attitude firmly in our heart and mind, we will find that a lot of pettiness would leave us. And we will stop arguing with people about foolish things. Because we will be focused on God's blessings. In our attitude, we will be waiting for them. We would be working towards them. And we will have no time to be distracted by matters irrelevant to them. My dear friends, it really does not matter where we have been. Or how bad it was. We can only change where we are going. And in the belief that God's promises shall come to pass.
եւ այս հավատքը ունենանք որ աստծո խոստումները կգան դեպի մեզ you know we have literally no reason or right to be discouraged մենք բարացիորեն ոչ մի պատճառ չունենք որպեսի հուսահատվենք if we do not like how we are եթե մեզ դուր չի գալիս թե մենք ինչպեսին ենք then for as long as we are alive we can change it ուրեմն քանի դեռ մենք կենթանի ենք կարող ենք հնարավորություն ունենք փոխենք դա it is no use crying about what we can fix if we choose to իմաս ունի լացել այն բանի վրա եթե որոշում ես ինչ որ մի բան փոխես god gave us power to do so աստված մեզ զորություն է տվել այսպես անել but then let me remind you that power is only power if used բայց թույլ տվեք ձեզ հիշեցնեմ որ զորությունը դառնում է զորություն եթե օգտվում ես դրանից Oh. If it is not applied if power is if power is not applied Եթե այս զորությունը չենք կիրառում then it is literally then it is literally nothing Ուրեմն բարացիորեն այն դառնում է ոչինչ What I am preaching then it is nothing ուրեմն ոչ մի կարևորություն չունի այս ուժը եթե չենք օգտվում իրենից when sorry when moses cried to the lord he was standing on the on the on the um, on the shore of the red sea with pharaoh behind him God did not give him sympathy. God said to him, "Why are you crying to me?" And then he said to him, "What is that you have in your hand?" Do not ask me to do what I have what I gave you power to do. Միասայնց որպեսի ես անեմ այն ինչի համար ես քեզ ուժ եմ տվել որպեսի դու ինքը տանես I gave you that stick տվել եմ քեզ այդ փայտը Raise it up and watch me deliver you Բարձրացրու այն վեր եւ տես ինչպես քեզ կազատեմ Moses it will work if you work it Դա աշխատի Մոսես եթե դու ինքդ աշխատացնես այն Do not keep praying over matters I gave you power on մի աղոթիր այն գործերի համար որոնց համար ես քեզ արդեն ուժ եմ տվել You know at at this stage we should really need, we need to do some gift assessments Ա գիտեք այս ընթացքում այս պարագայում պետք է նվերների գնահատում անցկացնել We need to consider what we have now Գիտի քնարկենք թե ինչ ունենք հիմա instead of crying and mopping about what we do not have bogokelu yev latselu pokharen te incher chunenk like who left us who did not raise us 
who betrayed us and who lied to us, etc. We need to look again at what we have in our hand. We need to look at what God has given us. We really must stop looking at the years we have lost. And begin to look at the years that we have left. Now our passage starts by telling us now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. You see, God will do his part. It says it shall come to pass if. The it shall part is on God. But the if part is on us. If we listen carefully and seriously do what the Lord's voice is telling us, then there is no ifs or buts that it shall come to pass. My dear brothers and sisters, nothing easily changes in our life without effort and diligence. We need to be focused on what we need to change. In Proverbs uh, 8.17, the Lord says, I love those who love me. And, the, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Hebrews 11, 6 tells us, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you can see that our reward is based on our diligence. Now, diligent people do a little thing for a long time. They continue doing it until it becomes a big thing. 
շարունակում են սանելայնքան ժամանակ մինչև որ ի վերջոն մեծ բան է դառնում a drop of water will make a hole in a rock մի կաթիլ ջուրը կաթալով կարող է քարի մեջ անցք բացել because it keeps on dripping որովհետև այն շարունակում է կաթալ so it is a big lie to believe i can do nothing if a drop of water can do that to solid rock then we can change things if we do so diligently it's literally a demonic spirit that tells us we are nothing my dear friends nothing does not exist nobody has seen it nobody can find it and therefore it cannot influence or change anything always remember faith without works is dead jesus told his disciples it is not the size of your faith that moves things he said to them even if you have a mustard seed size faith you can move mountains but to do so you must speak and tell the mountain to move only then it will do so you see solid faith does not move mountains speaking faith does so we need to combine these two faith and words and then it shall come to pass if god said he is going to do it then we need to get ready not by sitting passively saying this is god's will for me but by waiting actively and expectantly to receive them in the passage we read we are told to observe carefully all his commandments not only the ones that suit us to observe and do what the Lord tells us requires discipline, not emotions. So we need to choose to obey. 
And put God's kingdom first. It's only then that all else will be added. And yet, the message of every preacher is simply reminding us to do just that. My friends, it is not diligence on our parts, it's negligence. It took me some time to finally learn to put God first. Which immediately forced me to decide what is second and what is third and so on. As I went through the process, I realized that God has taken control and was literally putting order in my life. Please understand there is really no way that we can claim to be a child of God while our life is out of order. God calls our life. He calls our sexuality and our attitudes. He calls our sincerity, our finances and our emotions. And he calls everything else that we have into order. This is what God wants in our life. No more chaos. So God leaves us alone to run our life and mess it up. Simply to teach us to humble ourselves enough to ask for his ways. And when we finally obey, then he begins to show us the way to get out of whatever we brought ourselves into. My dear brothers and sisters, real trouble is a humbling experience. The text that we read tells us that when we are in obedience, in verse 2 it tells us all these blessings shall come over you and overtake you. 
այս բոլոր օրհնությունները կգան կեզվրա եւ քես իր մեջ կառնեն կխեղտեն because you obey the voice of the lord your god now one of the hardest things of being a minister is the frustration of preaching what you know is true to people who willfully ignore the truth when we read these blessings we say lord yes i want every single one of them give them to me and i will manage my life without your interference Unfortunately, these will not come to us until we align our life to his will. Some of us get used to our trouble. We get acquainted with grief and pain and failure and sadness. And when we are in that condition, we begin to think that these promises are simply empty words. But I want to encourage you to do this. Look at who is uttering these words. And remember, his words created the heavens and the earth and all that's in it. So my question to you, which one of these blessings is too difficult for him to deliver? Unfortunately, the only difficulty I see is our doubt. But let us read them again. Blessed shall you be in the city, blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. The produce of the of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed you will be when you shall come in or when you shall go out. 
You see, these verses three to six absolutely make it make it clear. That these blessings are on us. Immaterial of location or circumstances. It includes our children, our work, our needs. And it, they will follow us wherever we go. Then in verse 7, the Lord says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you. To be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way, and they will flee before you seven ways. It is talking about our enemies. It's telling us do not fight them. It says that the Lord will cause our enemy, seen or invisible, to be smitten before our face. They will be smitten sometimes to the extent that our compassion may rise to intercede on, our, on, on the behalf of our enemy, not to be hurt anymore. God is very clearly telling us that the battle is not ours but his. We need to hand it over and walk away. So that we can continue being diligent in serving the Lord. If we concentrate on our enemies, they will distract us away from the Lord. We have to learn how to walk behind the Lord. And not take his hand and pull him behind us. And asking him all the while to give us strength to defeat, to defeat what we are facing. We really need to learn from David facing Goliath. You know, when, when the Philistine, when Goliath looked at David, he cursed him by his gods. He said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Yeah. 
And David is there, that child, he looks at this Goliath, at this giant. And he says to him, you come to me, you come at me with a sword, with a spear and with a javelin. In other words, all the weapons that physically are possible. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. You see, David is not getting upset or losing his cool. He is simply telling Goliath, you see a helpless child facing you, person facing you. But you do not see the invisible Lord that's standing between you and me. And you know how the story ended. My dear friends, the Lord will command the blessing on you in your strong houses and in all to which you set your hand on. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So if you are in England, God gave you to be in England. Not in Armenia or Iran or anywhere else where he brought us away from. And then he tells us that he will establish us as a holy people to himself. And then he tells us that all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by my name, by the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of you. You see, in verse 8, God tells us that he will bless everything we lay our hands on. This is where the laying of hands comes from. So we have to be very careful and discern everything, every person. By the Holy Spirit that's in within us. Before we allow them to lay hands on us. Because if they can, if they are not blessed, they can transmit a curse instead of a blessing. You see, not everybody should lay hands on us. 
ամեն մեկը չէ, որ պետք է թույլ տանք, որ իր ձեղը մեզ վրա դնի։ Եվ համար ինից տասը ասում է, թե ինչ կլինի արդյունքը և մարդիկ ինչպես մեզ կտեսնեն։ I want you to do me a favor. Ուզում եմ, որ ինձ համար մի գործ անեք։ I would like you to tell yourself. Ուզ ենամ, որպեսի դուք ինքները ձեզ ասեք։ I am blessed enough to break any curse that is binding me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who gives me strength. Ես ուժեղ եմ, որպեսի կանդեմ ամեն մի անեցք, որ իմ մեջ է աստո անունով, Հիսուսի անունով։ Keep telling yourself that you are blessed enough. Ասեք ձեզ, շառունակեք տնքները ձեզ ասել, որ դուք բավականաչապ որհնվացեք։ Because the Lord says so. Որով հետև տեր այսպես է ասում։ We are blessed. Մենք որհնված ենք։ God bless you. Աստված որհնից ես։ Thank you, brother Elias. Thank you, brother Elias. Merci. God bless you all. God bless you too. Your family. It was a great message. Thank you, brother Elias. Thank you so much for that. Um, I would like